If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. It may even be a helpful tool in managing cognitive decline. Flava Naturals Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind cocoa flavanols benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. flavanaturals.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today's subject is immunity. Yeah, because immunity is the elephant in the room these days. And the relationship between nutrition and immunity is a very, very deep and profound one. Uh, Today, we're going to review a book entitled Optimize Your Immune System. Its author, our guest today, Marie Ruggles. She's a registered dietitian. She's a clinical nutritionist. Uh, she is uh, a certified diabetes educator, and she also uh, has a certification in essential oil safety, which we'll touch upon because we want to get her perspective on the role of essential herb uh, oils. Uh, she is also the recipient of national awards for nutrition education publications and lectures internationally. And uh, her book is an effort to bring the subject of immunity down to earth because uh, she, the subtitle of the book is Create Health and Resilience with a Kitchen Pharmacy. So perhaps, uh, you know, we'll touch on supplements, but uh, without uh, an expensive uh, armamentarium of supplements costing thousands and thousands of dollars uh, per year, uh, her contention is that we can bolster our our immune system with uh, readily available uh, items that can make up our kitchen pharmacy. So without further ado, here's Marie Ruggles. Marie, it's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is my favorite topic to speak about. Indeed. And uh, you, you you speak to lay audiences and also to you educate professionals. You, you said you just uh, did a lecture to a registered dietitian or was it nurses or registered yeah, dietitians? Uh-huh. Okay. A lot of health professionals last night, it was other registered dietitians, yeah. Good. So, first of all, you know, get, let's get a little chronology because uh, books are beginning to emerge on the subject of uh, COVID-19. Your book, Opti- you know, very uh, optimally, has uh, appeared uh, during the COVID crisis, uh, entitled Optimize Your Immune System. So, surely that's going to be something that it's going to grab people's attention, but uh, did had you conceived of this book prior to COVID nineteen? Was it being written prior to the pandemic? Yeah, what happened is I've been teaching workshops uh, on immunity. I used to call them winter wellness 
but not anymore because people are getting viral infections all year long. And I was just about a year ago updating a publication that I gave out for that workshop. And honestly, it was just sitting on my computer, you know, gathering dust because I was procrastinating. But when COVID emerged, I said, people need to have this information. I need to get it out there um, in a way that it could become part of the public health messaging. So that got me going and I put it into a book format so that it could get out to the public. Well, you, you really struck while the iron is hot because, uh, you know, it takes a while to, to write a book. And uh, your book uh, came out uh, earlier uh, this year uh, amidst the pandemic. So it's it's very opportune. Uh, do, in light of what's been happening with uh, COVID, do you think that the message in the book uh, has been vindicated uh, that, you know, it, it, that that when you make the claim that nutrition matters when it comes to whether or not you're going to get sick, uh, that the evidence is now mounting that that is, in fact, a, a true contention? Yes, the, you know, the evidence is definitely mounting. If you look at the government's research database, PubMed, and for example, you put in to the search zinc and virus, it comes up with a timeline of research studies. So let's say it goes back about 20 years, and you'll see this tremendous spike in the number of studies that have been done in the last year. And that's true across the board, whether you're looking at vitamin C, vitamin D, selenium, all, all of those, you know, that we are, we've actually known about for 30 years for some of them. And, and so I think for a, um, a, you know, a certain segment of the population are beginning to think, um, a little bit outside of the box because this was pretty much closed out of the conversation initially. And it was just a matter of um, fear, you know, uh, hope you don't get it. And if you do get it, it it's, you know, kind of a crapshoot, to be honest with yeah, you. That it, was it's the disempowering to think that there's nothing we can yes. do other than rely on high-tech medicine uh, to save us should we have the misfortune of coming down with COVID. And, you know, clearly there are uh, things we could do, at the very least from a preventive standpoint, uh, it's a little less well-established whether people who are very sick with COVID will benefit from nutritional supplements. I think they're beginning to look at some studies that suggest that that may be the case, but it hasn't, like, you know, frankly, we have to really substantiate that. Um, so, uh, you know, you also uh, address the issue of the aging immune system. So why is that uh, particular concern uh, when it comes to uh, bolstering our immune system with nutrition. Yep. So our um, immune systems do become weaker as we age, but we also know that the entire system turns over every 100 days. So we have the opportunity every day to bolster our immune systems. If you're snacking while you're listening to this podcast, that snack is an opportunity to either strengthen or weaken your immune system. And so, you know, there are some other concerns related um, to getting older, such as isolation, activity, getting outdoors. These are all things that can positively impact the way our immune systems function. So it's a concern 
But the news is good that as we're speaking here, millions of immune cells are turning over. And we have the opportunity to kind of send them in the right direction. So, so we could call that immunoplasticity. It's just not inevitable okay. that your immune system is going to inexorably decline past a certain degree. I mean, chances are you, you may have a, a weaker immune system if you're 85 than if you're, you know, 30. Uh, but uh, you can do some things to arrest that progression. Um, can you actually revitalize your immune system? Can you actually, you know, tune it up? past a certain age, say you're, you know, your listener, you're 60 years old and you're wondering, you know, I'm uh, out of shape. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm a sitting duck for the coronavirus. Is it possible to, to fortify your resiliency through nutrition? It is. And I've seen it firsthand with uh, people that I have taught and, uh, you know, the immune cells actually have receptors, which are like parking spots for specific nutrients. So one of the very simple things you can do is to just get those five or six critical nutrients into your system. And the, you know, the whole foods plant strong diet is the foundation for that. It truly closes a lot of those nutrient gaps. But for some of them, um, a, a good supplement is also going to come in handy. So we can definitely be intentional, even though we're older, about um, strengthening our immune system and becoming more resilient. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. And I, I think it's possible for just about everyone. Some people have, you know, really extenuating circumstances related to their health where it might be challenging. But um, for the average person, absolutely. And so, so there that, is, that's a, there is a comeback is. trail, so to speak. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you speak in the book about three phases of immunity. You break it down in that fashion. What, what are those? Okay. So this is uh, the reason this is important is because I found that people who are even very savvy with their health used to taking supplements and being proactive were having difficulty doing the right thing at the right time. And so I have a framework which really provides this uh, strategy for thinking about what to do. And that's where it starts is in our mind. So phase one is what you do every day to strengthen your immune system. And that's the, you know, whole foods, just crowd out those processed foods with whole foods, the, the adequate sleep, the mood management, getting outdoors. That's the, your daily foundation because you want to go into a virus with a strong immune system. Once you're there, it's, you know, I don't want to say it's too late, but your, your body starts pulling on those nutrient stores even before you know you're sick because your initial line of defense is going to those nutrients to fuel the immune system to bring down, to deactivate that virus even before you know you have it. So that's phase one, the everyday activity. Phase two is exposure, and that's the parent who is driving a sick child home from college and they're in that car, which is a virtual Petri dish. Uh, 
You have coworkers who come in sick, all exposure. And at this point, you have a small window of opportunity to act. And it's challenging. It took me years to really embrace this myself because you feel fine. Your supplements cost money. And so you think, well, why should I start taking this stuff if I feel okay? But that's really a time where you can use some of your foods. Like even green tea is antimicrobial. There's been research in children, healthcare workers showing that green tea can actually prevent um, flu infection. So phase two is when you want to start to take action because of the way we live, our, you know, amazing immune systems need some help. They need a little bit of a bolster. And so that's exposure. And then phase three, and we're still in prevention now, but we're talking about when you're starting to feel something coming on. Don't just wait and see where it goes. This is a time where you up the reinforcements. So, for example, if you were taking, uh, let's say, vitamin C, uh, a few hundred milligrams at each meal, now you're going to up that to, you know, 500 milligrams four times a day. And along with the, your other immune boosting supplements. So it's a framework for thinking, uh, what do I do every day? What do I need to do? I've been exposed. Even if you go to a party this winter, everyone appears healthy. You're sharing the same wine bottle, the same spoon for the big ziti. There could be someone there who has viral replication going on, but they don't know it yet because you only get sick when you reach mass viral replication. So they could be in that process of being infected, being a spreader, but showing no symptoms. So I always teach people to protect your, be proactive. If you've been in a crowd, things are circulating in the community, that's a good idea to start, you know, just taking one or two extra steps to protect yourself. So uh, really it's, it's possible to nip things in the bud uh, or perhaps mitigate the severity of an infection. Uh, you know, uh, when we talk about immunity, uh, I think one of the problems with the concept is that people think immunity is kind of like a uh, like a dimmer switch. You know, you have low immunity and then you can turn up your immunity. But actually, in, in studies of people who are very sick with uh, COVID, the concern is that the immune system is is overreacting. Uh, something happens called cytokine storm. So do we right. want to evolve beyond the concept of just boosting immunity to more you know, Goldilocks immunity or balanced immunity? Is that is that more the goal? Well, uh, yeah, with this inflammation um, and even people have autoimmune conditions, uh, I think we're still unpacking some of this. But from working in this uh, area for so long, um, I believe that Going with the foods is always safe. You're mm -hmm. not going to overdo it. Right. It, it, it's Maybe hard to, to, to provoke a cytokine storm with a with an avocado. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even, um, you know, so many of the nutrients, the targeted supplements that we use um, are uh, um, inflammation balancers. Mm -hmm. They you know, at some point, the body has to say, yeah, inflammation is a response 
to injury or to a virus. So at some point, the immune system has to say, okay, let's stop. And a healthy immune system, I believe, knows how to do that. But then there are certain foods like mushrooms Mm -hmm. that help us to do that because they are Mm -hmm. bi-directional. They know, um, they help our bodies to decide whether to go up or down in our inflammatory response. So, um, you know, I I, I do think that uh, foods, especially the plant foods, are really uh, helping us to modulate immunity. And um, I don't worry about overdoing it so much. Mm -hmm. I I think the key word is modulating. So are are there such things? You mentioned mushrooms. You mentioned green tea. Uh, Are there some other uh, superfoods that you think really deserve uh, inclusion in the diet as part of a bulwark against uh, immune problems? Yes, I I recommend having one superfood every day. And uh, just the mushrooms I do recommend twice a week and to cook them because some mushrooms may have some toxins in them if they're eaten raw. And an easy way to do that is just cook once and have the leftovers. So uh, that's your mushrooms. By the way, I also think I speak a lot of uh, food as medicine, but the more I see the research on mushrooms, I'm beginning to think it's more of a medicine as food. It's mm. a medicine that we also happen to eat mm. because the, the studies and the effectiveness um, of mushrooms, uh, it, it's just so compelling. Mushrooms actually um, strengthen our immune system on so many levels. And they can also and, and be taken have, as supplements. And may have brain benefits as well, because uh, there's some interesting uh, literature on ergothionine, you know, one of the constituents of mushrooms, as being a cognitive protector. Now, do you have to source, like, very exotic types of mushrooms, like uh, lion's mane or reishi mushrooms to obtain this benefit? Or can you just get, you know, ordinary, uh, you know, button mushrooms or cremini mushrooms in the supermarket? Well, mushrooms are becoming more popular now, so we're getting some more varieties. If you're fortunate to live by one of the Asian markets, it's not unusual that they have 25 different varieties. I recommend actually just choosing what looks good to you and what you like, but also including the shiitake fairly regularly. The research is really centered on a few mushrooms like the shiitake, uh, the maitake, uh, the lion's mane, but I look at it as a a whole class. Mushrooms just stand alone um, on their own, the mushroom kingdom. Uh, and I, I I believe the more that the research is done, they'll find that that most of the varieties contain beneficial compounds. You switch so switching gears a little bit though is. Is there such a thing as an immunosuppressive food? Or is there some foods which are definite no-nos when it comes to immune function? Yeah. You know, I think anything that you're sensitive to can have a – if you have a significant sensitivity to dairy, for example, that can really take down your immune Mm -hmm. system, even if you're doing everything else right. That's on an individual Um, basis. You know, some people may tolerate it, others not. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, my husband used to get four sinus infections a year. 
And it took me years, as often happens in, you know, nutrition marriages, to get him (laughs) off of milk, 95%. And he went down from four to one infection a year. And, you know, there are other things he could be doing better, but that was just, that happened immediately after Hmm. eliminating the dairy. And I've seen this in other people. So I think uh, the food sensitivities are, um, you know, definitely an issue there. And then um, some of the other foods I really like are bone broth because uh, a lot of our immune cells are actually made in the bone marrow. So if you make or you purchase a pre-made bone broth, you're getting the ingredients that your body needs to manufacture immune cells. And I used to make my own bone broth, but I carefully vetted this company, um, Kettle and Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they make a variety it's of uh, broths and soups, yeah. and they do a really good job. Even their packaging is uh, safer than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought, an, or I bought an organic chicken the other day, and you know, as I uh, gnaw away at the chicken, uh, I throw the bones in a crock pot. And so uh, oh, nice. I'll have a nice, you know, and I, and I try to do that from time to time just so I have a nice uh, base for a soup or, you know, even you, sometimes you just, you know, feel like a whole meal. You can just have a cup of broth. Yes, it, you can actually feel that, right, as you're sipping it, how nourishing it is. Mm-hmm. And you can actually make an immune-boosting soup. I actually uh, do this on holidays. Uh, you could take uh, some of these uh, kitchen pharmacy items like uh, garlic and ginger are antivirals. Mm-hmm. So if you're making chicken soup, you could throw those in along with your mushrooms. Uh, you could throw in some herbs like oregano and dried basil. And you could uh, also add some colorful vegetables. And then you have a soup that's just a powerhouse of ingredients to fuel your immune system. That sounds great. Now, um, another, um, you know, iodine is a very powerful antiviral. If you could remember scraping your knees when you were a child and yep. you might have had some uh, of that red-brown liquid applied. Yeah, it's a, it's a rite of it, passage for baby boomers. So they, I don't think they yeah. inflict that on kids anymore, but you'd have that sort of orange stain on your knee and yes, you'd wince, right. uh, you know, as they applied the iodine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't just recommend um, for people to take iodine. It has to be done very carefully. But I like this product called Selena Celtic Salt Gourmet Seasoning because it's a sea salt. Mm -hmm. So it contains a lot of trace minerals, um, like around 80, whereas table salt only contains two. And it also contains seaweed. So you get Mm -hmm. a little bit of iodine from the seaweed. Right. And each sprinkle. You know, Marie, so that's a great. One of the things that surprised me is, you know, I, I, you know, was reading an article about iodine, and then I looked at all my exquisite uh, gourmet salts, and it turns out that uh, Himalayan salt doesn't have any iodine, and sea salt may have infinitesimal amounts of iodine. Doesn't really have the requisite amounts of iodine. So it's a good idea to add kelp to the salt to fortify its, uh, you know, the ordinary sea salt to fortify its content of iodine. Uh, right. That was a revelation and to me. Yeah. I just thought, wow, yeah, you know, there's a lot the, of iodine in seawater, but no, it turns out yeah, not so much. The sea salts, um, if they're harvested properly, 
Um, their minerals represent the body of water they come from. So it will vary from one salt to the next. Um, but the, uh, the combination uh, with the seaweed is really fantastic. And it, it's not an overwhelming flavor. As a matter of fact, I recommend combining that with one of my other superfoods, which is nutritional yeast. Now, you could take uh, one teaspoon of that gourmet seasoning and then add it to one tablespoon, so one teaspoon of the salt to one tablespoon of nutritional yeast. And I happen to like the Foods Alive brand of nutritional yeast. No, no, and there's hold it right there because a lot of people, uh, you know, it's like the cross of the vampire when you talk about yeast, you know, the, the Canada and yeast connection. A lot of people feel they might be sensitive to uh, yeast or allergic. Uh, do you feel that that's overrated? Well, this is a deactivated yeast, mm -hmm. but anyone can be sensitive to anything. So um, I, you know, really um, say, you know, be in tune to your body's reaction. Even something healthy might not work with your personal biology. In other words, fermented foods are good, but for some people, uh, you know, they don't do well with fermented foods. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's a good point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. Uh, when we return, more with today's guest, Marie Ruggles, she's a registered dietitian and clinical nutritionist. Her book is Optimize Your Immune System with a View Towards Creating a Kitchen Pharmacy, something that won't break the bank for you. But we'll also talk in part two about specific supplements. We'll talk about uh, herbs, uh, growing your own kitchen garden might be in order the season uh, to support immunity. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.